Hello and welcome to Smiley Sound, the influences of Brett and Smiley. I'm your host, Brett Marcotte, and today I'm going to be talking to you, not about specific ones, but beat tapes and mixtapes. So these are outlets that have been around for quite some time. Probably, I mean, if you want to talk like uh, actual like New York stuff, maybe the 80s. Old, old school stuff. But uh, the people who like innovated it and then, like made it like more of a thing instead of a demo for people. And a demo is like one song. Demo, no demo is why I uh, had the song no demo because it was kind of a slap in the face to uh, more like rock and roll actually just because it was more, one of those I wasn't a big mixtape person at the time. I enjoy them. I believe me. I, albums and mixtapes are my shit. I love them very much, but I just treat mixtapes like albums in that way at the time. I didn't really realize the significance of what a mixtape not about what it was, but like what significance of what they were to artists. And now I am because people, it's like they have like 20 mix. Like you look at uh, Conway the Machine, six projects in one calendar year. Six. That is one every two months, essentially. And he has not dropped his debut album with Shady yet. These are all just an anticipation for it. And he's always like, yeah, these are just little leftovers, you know? Like, bro, this is 10 to 15 fucking tracks. These aren't leftovers. These are art. Like, <laughs> they're beautiful. And he always does. He always curates them amazingly, and he's a huge inspiration of mine. Him and Freddie Gibbs. I don't think Freddie... I mean, Freddie Gibbs does have a great work ethic and always pumps out material. But Conway, holy freaking crap, that dude. Fuck, he's crazy. Like, literally, he just, like... Every time I listen to him, I just get a new experience of just, like, him. And I love it so much. So keep pumping out that work, Conway. But mixtapes, and uh, I, I, he kind of just calls them projects. And some artists, like, I do that as well. EPs and um, uh, mixtapes as and beat tapes as well as just projects. I will label things beat tapes or mixtape or things of that sort. And I have as beat tapes. But personally, so I will say my experience with beat tapes... I put them out there because I want to let people know. I did put out resume as, hey, this is what I can do within the rap singing, production, blah, 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 everything I can do personally in five songs. But, um, and definitely skip some stuff out, especially other instruments, but that not getting into that shit right now. But uh, the thing that people do for it is to use beat tapes as their resume of like, hey, these are beats that I can do. So I did the EP, just so it's like, hey, boom, here's five songs that I can do, and then all of the beat tapes and instrumental works and everything else that I've done. And uh, by the way, I'm definitely am planning on the Darkest Days and Bright Future to be EPs with my vocals on them. I just don't know if I'm going to rename them. They're probably going to be the same, different album works and everything. That's why I had the black and green. I think it's just a cool color scheme, personally. But, um, I, yeah, I think... Uh, those EPs will surface one of these days soon, maybe the next year or so. But uh, I personally did all the beat tapes just so people had an idea of like, hey, this is some production shit I can do. If you need me to do beats, I got you, depending on who, you know? And if people ask me, yeah, I can send a couple. If you want them, cool, you can buy them. Usually I just do like a free one in the first and then just come back and let me know. Uh, I'm expensive, by the way. But... <laughs> I was, Beat Stars is a great new outlet for stuff like that. You can just pop up some beats on Beat Stars and you're just chilling. But uh, I also enjoy uh, listening to mixtapes for rappers and things of that sort. That is my next focus. 
after I get majority of my type of beat tapes done, I think the next one I'm going to do is a legitimate instrumental one with my guitars. And uh, I might do like a, a full instrumental one with more instruments and then do like, I don't know, like a scored type thing. But I enjoy making music at the end of the day. And I'll sift through a bunch of my music and edit it all down to a certain amount and everything. But I genuinely do enjoy making music and it's beautiful. So, uh, you know. If you're listening to this, I assume you listen to Brett and Smiley, but if you're just coming across this and, you know, take it a listen, listen to Brett and Smiley on any streaming service, buy the music, stream the music. Regardless, I'm thankful that you even clicked on anything of content that I put out. And with that being said, back to mixtapes and beat tapes. Beat tapes are, you know, something that I wish... Kanye did more of back in the day. I found a couple, like, I think people just made these mixtapes and somehow they got into FYE, but I have a couple old, like, remix tapes and shit like that from... Kanye's on the cover. I don't know if he's, like, a part of it at all, like I said. I have a couple Kendrick ones, too. And it was just funny. I'm like, I don't know what these are, but I'll, I'll sit through my collection and find them one of these days. And, uh, yeah, I fucking... I wish Kanye did more beat tapes because he is just an unreal... Him and Mike Dean are unreal producers and curators of music and especially nowadays at the sunday service he's killing it but the uh i would say that the biggest thing that these things do is they do give you a resume and a view of who the artist is what they can do what they're capable of before they have their official debut of whatever it is so this may be a, a mixtape approach maybe what i start doing because i do have some projects that like I just want my own uh, fan base for first. I was just going to, like, raw dog it last year. Then COVID hit, and I was like, okay, this is a really bad idea. So I was like, I had literally everything that you heard last year was my backup music. I had these four albums ready to go and, like, ready to just keep, like, first one was just, like, I just need to rap over it, and I was good. But for some reason, by the time I wanted it done, I was like, nah I'm not feeling this because it was just like right around the end of uh, February and I was like I don't know about it I, I don't know if I want to do this so waited it out for a couple weeks and then literally within those couple weeks COVID hit it was, I think it was like little talks of it but like not enough for me to be like I'm canceling it you know what I mean like all that shit Cause I, I did kind of sneakily announce it just because I was like fuck it I want to do like these four albums it's going to be dope as hell a couple EPs but uh I think that the EPs that I'm going to release, these instrumental ones that I'm going to do some vocals over, they're going to be the introductions to the albums, essentially. Because it's going to be like four different albums, four seasons, things of that kind of sort. Uh, I, I have mentioned the name in the past. I don't feel like mentioning it again. If you find it throughout my uh, my work and podcasts and everything else, great. Fucking let, go ahead and take it out. But I'm not mentioning it right now. And uh, the approach I'm taking with that now is the approach I took before was like, I want to do live performances and then like YouTube live streams and like live Twitch live streams of all this shit and then like just make that like my you know experience with all this and then people can like watch it forever but yeah I can't do that now because of COVID and like all the stuff I wanted to do because I don't know feeding the energy off a crowd is different so it was like I love that experience and I didn't want to just do that on Twitch like bullshitted way you know I want to do it professionally and do it dope so like I'm gonna see where life takes uh, all of this stuff like Twitch and YouTube streaming and everything else in the future and we'll see, go from there you know but uh, as we speak 
I really think that mixtapes and beat tapes are something that artists should take a lot more advantage of as much as they can. The streaming services are there, and DistroKid is just as easy. You know, DistroKid, you just fill it all out, boom, it's on every website possible. It's a great something to get a start on for if you are a, per- a person in music. I was talking to a guy the other day. He was like a, he had a top 40 in Sweden. It was like a drum and bass track, he was telling me. And I was like, dude, that's so sick. Good for you. And he was like, yeah, I was in the middle of all the house uh, movement and everything. And I was like, whoa, that's really dope. And he just dipped. But that's lift. That's what you do. <laughs> and uh, talk about, talking about that more in the uh, last podcast I, I did. And go ahead back and listen to that one about uh, out, m- expanding off outlets within music, just more like skills to obtain. But anyway, this is a skill as well, the mixtapes and beat tapes, because using Amigos, for example, or actually, I don't think, they're a decent example of this, but I said Young Thug and Future are better example of this, but I'll go back to for the Amigos in the moment. Amigos just kind of like had these different series of things. Now they have Culture 3, which like, was they were like, we well, are bringing the mixtape series how you do things to the mainstream right now i think it's really cool but it's a lot of music to digest for people it's gonna take a lot of time but i really like what they're doing right now i think that the uh, i think that they're overkilled it with the deluxe crap but the um uh regular album itself the migos album the uh culture three like avalanche with that izzy brothers sample she was crazy man you got you can't you can't say it wasn't. That shit was wild. But, yeah, I don't know. I've always been a Migos fan. But when it comes to mixtapes, I say Young Thug and Future are better. Like, there's no... You cannot have a better batting average at mixtapes. I mean, I'd say maybe Chance the Rapper, not including the new album, mixtapes. But uh, Future from 2015 to 2017, maybe 2018. But definitely, like, 2015, 2017. Those two years... And realize that he has like ten albums in those two years. It's ridiculous and mixtapes and shit. But it's really cool, honestly. Like he, apparently, like DJ Khaled in a, a uh, documentary said he's got albums ready to go. He's like, don't fuck with him. <laughs> and from what I've heard, Young Thug's the same way. And I've enjoyed everything I've ever heard from Young Thug. But apparently, he just kind of sits there and uh, engineers himself and like records himself and like just has he's one too like i mentioned last podcast about time management from what i've gathered he's a very good time management guy he just does it all in one shot and then boom next song boom next song boom next song got a feature boom put that in the mix like he's just like i applaud him i think young thug and future are two of the greatest talents ever i guess if you're talking future you're also talking dj esco uh metro boom especially come on the guy's like if young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Future, come on. Awesome shit. But uh, who else? Future uh, helps. I'm going to say helps. But, like, cause all these guys do it on their own, too. But Future was a big, is now a big part of their careers, too. You know, they're all part of the story together at the end of the day. The anthology will live on all together with them. But uh, regardless, uh, Metro and uh, DJ, S- DJ Esco and uh, Southside. I think Pierre kind of doing some stuff with them now. But either way, all them guys in Atlanta, I, I like their, uh, I respect their family mentality with music. They all kind of work together and just pump out great hits together. So I applaud them and I always will. I would, this is my invitation now. I must extend it. I would love to work with um, future Young Thug, 
Gucci, any of those guys. I really, I don't care. I, I feel they are. I'd like to make beats for them. I like to just kind of spit some ideas around them for rapping or whatnot. I'm definitely not on their level. I just kind of want to see what they would do personally. But I would definitely like to also make beats for them. I definitely like to just. I don't even care at this point. I'll pay fucking <laughs> studio session or whatever. But they're crazy good artists. I think they're some of the best on the planet, and they always will be. Love to see what we'd make for music. But they are. Them, I'd say, so I just found out recently, 50 Cent was a pioneer in the mixtape game. And I don't know exactly if it was sales or if he did it on, like, line or whatever. But he's a pioneer of it. And he still has a great fan base to this day. And I was never really a big fan of his. And I don't know, I kind of have to respect him now. Because it's, like, one of those things you hear, he got shot a bunch of times. And now he's just, boom, 50 Cent, like, showed up the business meeting, showed up the movies, showed up the rap, like, Gotta respect him. Gotta respect his hustle. Get Richard or uh, that trying's an amazing album at the end of the day too. Eminem and Drake both killed that album. But you gotta look at those lineages of mixtapes and see how they did it, what they were talking about. I mean, a lot of it was like just stuff and like things of that sort. I mean, like Future and Young Thug made it more like fun, you know, and like just kind of like uplifting and like empowering and and stuff like that. But 50 is a pioneer of that, of, like, people just kind of pumping stuff out and then an album, and pumping stuff up and then an album, and then, like, doing stuff with a group and then an album and things like that. Eminem is 100% too. I, I, I will not exclude him, but he, Eminem did more albums and mixtapes. And uh, I'm sure he's still, like, I, my brother still sends me, like, random stuff of, uh, I forget one song. He, he's I remember bars, but I don't remember what... Uh, the name of the song was Devil Something, but it was so interesting because it was just like, it sounded like Eminem was just on some old mic. It was like, I'm like, holy shit, that's so cool. But he, uh, you know, Eminem has a bunch of music floating around the internet everywhere. It's probably just stuff like, there's people, for example, like um, Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist did a mixtape, but it's under a completely different title and completely different cover than what they're going to do. So it's just on YouTube somewhere. And no one's discovered it. And I think they said when they discover it, they'll put it out. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think it's, like, the coolest thing. And I hope somebody finds it. And I hope someone gets me that link. Please, somebody give me that link. But YouTube is a great outlet for mixtapes now. You visual mixtapes. I think that should be a cool idea for people one day. There's a lot of visual albums out there that a lot of people know about. Brad Paisley did one. I mean, he's, he brought out a country music. So, I mean, it's a, it's a possibility for everybody. You just got to put in the work, you know? Mixtapes in general, though, beat tapes, they are a great way to showcase your talents before you get to wherever you got to go in the industry. So I highly recommend. I don't give a fuck what people shit people talk. I know I, I'll never forget. I was, I was trying to promote a friend of mine who had a professionally mixed, professionally whatever done thing in music, and he did it all himself. Uh, you know, great fucking album. And uh, I was telling some friends about it, and this woman was like, Oh, I hate all these SoundCloud rappers. I'm like, he's not even a fucking rapper. Like, <laughs> he's a producer. And uh, it just made me laugh. I was like, damn, I'm sorry. Like, people hate that. Oh, yeah, listen to that mixtape crap. But I respect it. You come up to me and tell me you have a mixtape, you want me to listen to it, I will 100% listen to it. Like, I, all the time people tell me to listen to this shit on SoundCloud. And I'm just like, fuck it, let's get it. And EDM as well, because EDM's music's pretty quick half the time. But uh, I respect any form of music. You make anything... Come my way, I'll give you my two cents. I just helped out uh, my boy uh, Drew 
righteous he um sent me something he's like what, what genre is this <laughs> and i let him know so shout out drew if you ever hear this shit and uh yeah no i mean mixtapes and uh singles eps all of these ways you should look at spotify and apple music and title and all of these outlets youtube as well youtube music now is a great thing uh all of these things all these things you should get your music onto get the credit now and continue to snowball it. It doesn't matter what way you look at it. Snowball it in whatever way possible. And just keep on putting it out and promoting it. That is all. Find ways to do it. Pop up places as your brand. Promote your brand. And that's that. So, just highly recommend. Uh, get, you know, trudging through the shit that people talk. And 100% just do the mixtapes. Do the beat tapes. Put them out wherever you fucking can. Yeah, do physicals too if you want. Like, the CDs and whatnot. Those are dope. I'll always respect it, but some people just don't anymore, and I'm sorry. I was going to do some cassettes. I'm still doing the cassettes. I'm going to do them soon. I had to put them on a hold. We had friends who were like, dude, it's a fucking terrible idea. Like, who's going to listen to that? And I was like, damn, if my friends are saying that, like, I have to fucking rethink this shit real quick. <laughs> so I'm, when I do do Patreon, I was mentioning Patreon in the last one. Uh, that could be a cool mixtape option, too. That's going to be something I'm going to do soon. There's also other uh, mixtape websites, Datpiff, Spinrilla. I listen to them heavily because I love the old mixtapes of certain people. And uh, you don't anything, anything you can put something up on. It doesn't have to give you credit for money right away. You can do shit for free. It's respectable. You know what I mean? don't matter. If you can budget your whatever the hell you got to do and make life work. But you don't need to get paid immediately on this stuff. You can just kind of like let it snowball and see what happens. But uh, especially just kind of seeing the, like whatever, you know, whatever traction you can get for people and whatever traction you get for fans and things of the sort. But regardless, like I said, beat tapes and mixtapes are not a bad thing and do not look at them at them negatively in any way. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. And my name is Brett Marcotte. This is Smiley Sound. The influence is Brett and Smiley. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thank you.